Welcome back, everyone, to R2 Cast number 35. Today we've got uh, Scotland's favourite farming couple, um, Mel and Martin. If you want to say hello there, guys. <coughs> hello. <laughs> Before we get on in to another excellent episode of the R2 Cast, I would just like to thank the sponsor for the show today, The Scottish Farmer a weekly magazine highlighting everything you need to know regarding the Scottish agricultural industry, whether it's breaking news, events happening in the sector, market reports, classified ads, or just wholesome stories happening in the industry. The Scottish farmers got it for you. So, Cami, if you're watching this, uh, I, I expect some of the money for, for this. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing the sheet game merch proudly. Um, so, I know, uh, Matt, she, his, his and hers, his and hers. Looks good, brilliant. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Looks, it does look good, in fairness. Yeah, I'm it just does. annoyed I'm not getting any of the merch sales. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure most of you guys listening have seen or heard about these guys in the last... What will it be five years that everyone shot to fame? Would it be something like that? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fully, yeah, yeah. Time flies by, doesn't it? Jeez. Uh, well, um, we'll get into their story uh, from from starting off in farms all the way to being uh, farming celebrities. I think it'd be fair to say these days. Um, <laughs> certainly, what it certainly what it calls you on Google uh, is what it says. So, um, oh, <laughs> yeah. Could you tell us a bit about? Your backgrounds, I believe you're both from farms. Um, what type of farms are they? And yeah, a bit about that. <clears throat> okay, do you want me? Yeah, I'll go. Um, <clears throat> so basically, I was brought up on a dairy farm till I was about seven. Um, so my uh, my case has always been, uh, my father's always been the stockman. Um, so he was a stockman on the dairy for, oh God, I can't even think how many years he's been there, but... Um, we were there until I was about seven um, and then um, the cows got sold um, the farming policy changed which uh, my father was really gutted about and I was really gutted about because I was at the stage of um, we were going to be taking um, calves to shows which I was really keen on um, but obviously that fell through uh, with the farming policy and then he moved and um, he got a job with my granda who owns quite a few farms, um, and he was then a stockman there on a mixed unit, so beef and sheep. Um, there was arable, but he didn't really do much with that. Um, so I was there till I was about, um, uh, I think it was about 17, and then um, my mum and dad split, and we went separate ways, so it mean, meant having to come off of the farm, which I was completely and utterly devastated about having grown up. Um, on the farms for years um and dad went and pursued um his hobby basically which is now his job which is gillian so still kind of land-based um so i grew up on both that farm most of my memories will be from like seven onwards um so very much involved following dad about um and i just absolutely love the sheep um Followed him about for years, learned a lot from him and um, various other people. There's been quite a few influential people in my in my life as well, um, as well as my parents. Um, they were both very supportive and basically get out there and do whatever you want to do. Um, so I did all that, had great memories of it all, learned loads. And then 
I left school. Well, I can't. You're going to ask me years, and I can't actually remember when <laughs> what years no, it is. I just matter. remember that's cool. Just remember leaving, and um, I then decided that I definitely wanted to do something involved in agriculture. So I went to Crabston, SAC Aberdeen, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, I learned a lot, mostly of how to drink. Um, important. We've got it. <laughs> very important. <laughs> Met some really great people there. So I did a degree in agriculture. Um, that was the three years. And I thought that was enough. And then I managed to get a job as a technical support assistant in, within SAC in one of the local offices. Um, again, that was great getting to meet farmers and things like that. Really enjoyed that. I did that for a few years and then decided I needed a change. And um, I'll tell you what, Mel, let's, let's um, we'll, am I going we'll, to we're, much- just, we're just we're going to end up going uh, Mel's story, then Martin's story. We'll, we'll try and keep it going. So, <laughs> so, uh, you want me to uh, calm it down? No, Where not do you at want- all. No, I don't want that at all. It would just it would make sense if we sort of get Martin's back. I've not done this for two people, so it's going to be fun to see how it goes. We'll have well, one. Just sort yeah, of go sure. Martin's background and then we'll join in again about 20-ish and then go again. <laughs> do, you, do you want to re-edit that then? Or? No, no, that's perfect. No, 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 what you said is excellent. I just, that's a, that's a good time to uh, start off with, 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 uh, with your backstory then, Martin. <clears throat> yeah, so I would be a third generation farmer. Um, if you'd go back further than that, uh, if you listen to uh, Granny Irving, it would be a uh, Cattle rustlers or cattle drivers, I'm not sure. Um, family farm would have been up in uh, Tom and Till. Uh, I was there until I was four. And then mum and dad got a short-term lease at uh, Overton Farm at Elkies Creelke. So I was there for four until I was seven. And then in 1995, we moved to home here, Brayhead Farm, Drumure. So we've been there. It was a 20-year lease, um, but we got it renewed uh, six years ago. And that lease will go until I'm 65. So we've got security here. So born and bred farmer, uh, left school nearly 20 years ago. Uh, did look at SSC, but just wanted to dive straight into it. And uh, just kind of here on the family farm with uh, parents. It's, it's quite interesting, both of you. I mean, most people that grow up on a farm, it's, I was born in the farm, well, I wasn't born on the farm, but, you know, <laughs> on the farm after two days old and, spent their, their childhood too there you guys have had changes that's that and you mentioned Mel that was quite yeah quite difficult and I spent twice under 18 you you make that place your home you you know it's it's so important to family that that in itself must have been quite tough um and again similar to yourself Martin that sort of changing over but you're too young maybe the first time but um yeah I can remember over and I remember the farm and I can remember Playing, I remember all the fields. I remember every name and name. I remember the cattle we had there, the bulls we had there, and I did gripe me as we left there. Um, there wasn't a chance to stay now, we had to shift. Uh, but we're in Brayhead, it's a great farm. It's uh, 180 acres, arable, 240 acres altogether. It's not a big place, we run it really intense, <clears throat> and uh, it's now home, and mm-hmm. I'm happy enough to stay here long lease until I'm 65 which was a nice thing for the estate and uh, this will be my home as far as I can see it. And did you did you take on that lease together or was that yourself Martin? Um, no it was the how do you say it was just a business really it was a family so it's right. uh, not under my name it's under the business name mm-hmm. really um, 
So uh, basically, I remember the meeting with the state. The lease was running out. There was three years left. And uh, the old laird asked how old I was. When he went to retire, I said, I'll never retire. There you go. It was 42-year lease, basically. So that sees me right up until I'm 65. So I've got security here, which is nice. Uh, don't get me wrong. The goal is to own my own farm, buy a farm one day. Uh, I've got kids not behind me. I'd like to get that kind of opportunity for them. But it's not easy. So uh, at the moment, we're just kind of working really hard here, pushing the acres to the max. Mm -hmm. uh, the limousine started in 83. Uh, it was mum and dad started them. Uh, we're good at it. We've got a nice herd of cattle. Things are just starting to roll again. There's a nice bunch of bulls coming in. Just have to keep it going. And the, it's quite a lot of my my listeners are, this originally started, a few people were like, uh, oh, Willis, how'd you get into farming? And it, it was kind of rubbish for me to say because I wasn't actually working directly in agriculture anymore, but whenever I wanted to work on a farm, I could just go home. So it was a very easy, false example of saying, you know, show myself. So I just wanted to start bringing loads of people in to chat to, be, chat to people and show the different things in there. Could, could you yeah. tell us a bit about that sort of getting that lease? Is it quite a difficult process? Because it, it's made out to be um, almost like gold dust these days, you know? Yeah, well, it's basically <clears throat> impossible now. Uh, yeah. There was a drive uh, a few years ago for uh, right to buy, tenants right to buy, kind of backfired. And now uh, <clears throat> uh, landowners, lairds, uh, shy away from long-term leases now. So you'll see a lot of one-year leases, five-year leases, maybe a 10-year lease, but that kind of long leases, things that was of the old days are gone now. And uh, to get a lease these days is, yeah, hen's teeth. And, 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 and uh, never mind a one-year lease, a five-year lease, you can't get, you can start so to short. implement a plan. Yeah. yeah, it's way too short, yeah. way too short think, in agriculture. Uh, yeah, I think like a short-term lease, five-term lease, whoever's coming in, they're maybe going to pay high for it, but they're just going to rape the ground, rape everything off it. Again, they're not going to put on expensive fertilizers. Not they're not going to fence. They're not going to drain. They're going to take as much out of it. And I think after that lease is run, you're going to, the farm's just going to suffer for it. Again, so I don't like the idea of it. No, it's 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 quite scary. Yeah. It's quite a scary sort of prospect. Really, be lucky if anyone's putting fertilizer on anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess it's starting to come down a wee bit at the minute, but. Um, Mel, you went to to do to do your degree. Did that in agriculture? Did did SAC yeah. just follow straight on working with SAC, or was that a bit of time between there? No, I followed straight on. So it was basically um, kind of co college finished. I think it could have been a couple of weeks, um, and started looking for a job and got offered one in a local office. So it was where um, you know it was Elgin. So it was literally like five minutes away from the house where we were at. Um, so it made sense to just kind of grab that opportunity and try it out and see whether I liked it or whether I wanted to pursue it. And were you there for long? What was involved? <clears throat> um, I would have been there for oh, about maybe three years. Yeah, three years. Something like two, three years. Um, and I was quite like, I don't want to be too much stuck in an office because I don't like being stuck in an office. Um, so I got out to do... Um, lots of soil samples, measuring fences. I basically assisted um, the consultants that were there and did a little bit of con consultant work as well. Um, crunching numbers for people and um, assisting out at Monitor Farms, which I really enjoyed doing and getting out speaking to farmers and 
Um, we obviously had a lot of experts come in and um, give talks for farmers. And yeah, it was it was good. I really I did enjoy my time at SAC, but it just wasn't quite hands on enough as what I'd probably wanted or was used to. So is that something as time goes on, you could see yourself dipping back into or do you not think that's uh, it? Probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. No, no. I just. Probably because, um, well, obviously after meeting Martin and um, having the two kids, I haven't actually went back to full employment. Like I haven't been in employment since having the kids, really. Um, I had some part-time work um, at Scotty ID, which I really enjoyed that that part of. Um, I just like being outside too much. Yeah, I give up plenty of work. So. Yeah. <laughs> is it that the way? The here. <laughs> I was going to say, is it another way round, or should I not? Give yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why we've got a couple hundred sheep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it keeps me busy. So. Um, you mentioned the wee ones. What age are the wee ones? Are they interested? Yeah. So Erin's um five, so she'll be six this year in April, and Matthew's just not long turned four. Showing so. an interest. Uh yes. Yeah. Yep. They are very. Uh, very hands-on. They do like to be outside. Don't get me wrong. There's some days when they just don't want to, but more. But they are um, minority those days. They're well. They just have to be outside with us quite a lot, um, especially when Erin came along. Everyone was like, "Oh, you, you know, everything will change," and it does. Your priorities do change, but she very much had to fit in with what we were doing. She was um, either strapped to the front of me or strapped to her back. Um, I vividly remember like. Um, the SA, uh, not SEC, but the BBC filming things, and I had her like strapped to my back, and I'm busy down in the ground, lambing a yow, and she was just there. She just had to be there, you know. <laughs> so they kind of. But when Matthew came along, it was just still the same kind of scenario, but it was a bit different because you know Erin's up walking, so you've got to watch where this one is. This one needs fed, and yeah, so. Just imagine it trying was, to facilitate uh, that Matthew and Aaron's back. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Well, it's, it is sometimes like that now that they're that bit older. So, yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, no, I, but, I mean, that that's a great upbringing, isn't it? I mean, I spent my life, not my life, that'd be weird. Uh, I spent my younger days uh, on my mum's back as well, just doing yeah. whatever, you know, and yeah. whether you learn stuff yeah. consciously, probably not, but it's a good good start. It's, yeah. it's honestly like... <laughs> they're roughy tuffy. They're roughy tuffy. They're fed up. They're on the wellies, the leggings, the jackets, the hat, and they're yeah, they're fed up, pretty much fed up. Yeah. It's a, it's a good way, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But no, no, they enjoy themselves. And I like it's nice having them about me. If they're not at school, they're with me. Uh, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see them every day. See them every day. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is it just it just feels like that's just what I was used to as a kid, and, and it's 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 the, the truth is it's probably not the case for everyone and it's a it's, it's, it's got to be a brilliant thing as a parent as well um covid must have been fun uh, uh, <laughs> well, um, maybe not quite. No. yeah because they were um <laughs> they were off so Erin's um she'll be in primary two in summer so basically yes when they were off i was just like well i didn't teach her nothing she just came outside and did whatever yeah. basically if you can take down an electric fence and you can lamb a yow i'm i'm pretty much there i'm happy with that um and they were, they were as young that we didn't really do any homeschooling yeah. i felt well actually the homeschooling was just outside so they just yeah. learned stuff that we were doing um yeah so it didn't it actually didn't change that much for us 
Yeah, it's just just as important that stuff as whatever's happening in school. Oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. It probably doesn't bear thinking about what it must have been like to have been just in a flat or a house or. Oh, uh, that would be that would be the nightmare. So the kids that are stuck inside, can go out or can parents can no. We were lucky. We were lucky yeah. being in the farm. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. Um. You've mentioned the home farm a couple of times, sort of uh, mentions of the area and that sort of thing. Could you tell us a bit about what's being run, uh, what sort of systems are going on there? <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, 188 acres arable, uh, 240 acres altogether. Um, we used to run can, a lot of molten barley, um, but just being higher up, a bit later cut in the year, we were missing the molten barley market. So we phased out all the barley and now we're just about all grass. So maybe a 15, 20 acre a year barley. And pulling in all that grass, we've uh, now got sheep. So the sheep started five years ago. We started with a flying flock. So buying in old cheap yows, the cheaper the better. Uh, squeezed the last bit out of them, got another couple of lambs out of them, sold the lambs at foot, uh, made money at that, but you were dealing with old yows. So we did that for four years. And then uh, this year, we'd built up to 450 old yows and we cast them in and we bought in 200 gamers. Mm-hmm. So we've now got a young flock, uh, which is to Mel's delight. Uh, so things will be easier. So in the next couple of years, <laughs> we'll probably increase the sheep back up to about three, 350. Nice, comfortable number. Mm-hmm. Um, they're quite heavily stocked. We're kind of running between, between seven and eight yows an acre, which is quite intense. Uh, as long as the weather's good, it's dry, it works. Um, the cattle... Uh, we've run about 64 pedigree limousine females. And other than that, I do a bit of contracting, which is about 250 cereals uh, out and about for the local estate. And that's it, really. Is that oh, cool? Sorry, sorry, yeah, we've got in some store lambs. Yeah, uh, yeah we tried, st- yeah, tried store lambs. We've got in 350 uh, store lambs back in September, and we're cashing them in the now something different. Uh, they're working well. They'll be raising about 35, maybe 40 quid. Uh, there's money in it. There's work in it, but yeah. what, 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 it's just what we do. Mm-hmm. Buying in to store lambs in September this year is a bold move, or was a bold move. It's worth it. <laughs> yeah. we, we obviously chose the, the deepest I can year to do it. The last two years, mm. and kind of chickened out in a way. And this year says, right, I'm buying a... Go so we bought 350. The average would have been about £71. Uh, I'm looking about a cost of about £20 a head. Uh, we're selling the now in and from £118 to £136. Mm-hmm. It's back this week. We're about 5 50 a kilo this week. But I'll survive that. And then uh, we're still making a profit. So I looked at 350 lambs. If I make a profit, the minimum was 20 quid. It's looking more like 35 quid profit head. Mm-hmm. It's still a good profit. Yeah. But, but along we're talking, with, sorry, along with a thousand lambs already had off the yows anyway, so it was it was just following the bunch. Like, <clears throat> yeah. but to to be talking, to be saying the the phrase back to five fifty is somewhere we did not expect. Right you know, know. It, it's it's kind of yeah deserved and 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 where we need to be, especially coming into whatever breaks it means. Absolutely, that's what I, that's yeah. what we've been saying since since <laughs> the prices went so high. It's like this is where we need to be. You know, we've always been so far back. Um, 
Yeah, well, it was like it was at Christmas time. It was like six ten, six pound twenty a kilo, mm-hmm. and that was lambs coming back like one hundred and forty-two pounds. Yeah, it was crazy. That, 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 that's maybe where it should yeah. be. It should, it should. But uh, lambs back, probably be back for a couple of weeks. I'd think it'll rise again. Hopefully, uh, we've still got just under five hundred lambs still to go, so mm-hmm. we're in a good place. Um, sheep do make money, but a lot of work. But if you've got the right system, good fences, and I think sheep are, are a good thing. Like. Do you, use, do you use a flank? Do you have Prattleys or something like that? How, what are you working we, with? Uh, <laughs> it's a funny story because uh, <laughs> when we first went into sheep, we, we didn't have a handling system. Um, and folk will have seen on uh, this farming life, we did the, the estate sheep, which is only like four miles away from us. And um, we kind of said that we needed a handling system and they'd got one um, up there, but yet we didn't have one at home. <laughs> and... Um, everything was done with just um, the hurdles, the sheep hurdles. And we look back, uh, I was scrolling back through social media and looking at things and said to my, I was like, do you remember when we used to hep the back all those lambs by lifting them up and jagging? Oh, it was a nightmare. So um, we then, we then invested in a a Richie's combi clamp and it's just been a complete game changer. But it took me, I mean, we haven't used one at home. Uh, Barony had one. They've got a Tepari system coming now, but the the uh, it had one of those Richie ones. I could not get used to it. And oh, then could you once not? you get used, no, but once yeah, you get yeah. used to it, brilliant. It took yeah. me a few times, but yeah, we've had it three years now. I tell you, what, we bought it a year too early. So yes. if, I, if I wasn't so desperate to get it, I could have waited a year and got it in a grant. So I missed that. Of course, but, uh, yeah, you wouldn't know that. You didn't know it at times. So. Yeah, so I said, no, we're having it. We're buying it. Just over four grand, it just makes life so much easier. You can fire through the sheep quicker, it makes it so much easier. It suits your system. Um, no, I like, I like it, I do like it. Mm-hmm. Just just picture that happening in the hurdles. It just, oh, it, it was awful. Make, it just sounds Honestly, painful. Was, it was <laughs> yeah. awful. And, and, yeah. oh. and to me, that's frustrating because I like to be efficient in my time and I like things done as quickly and efficiently as possible. And that wasn't part of it. was horrendous. Yeah. So, no, we're getting there. But then it's always good to kind of look back and see where you've kind of like come. Like there's obviously been progress. Um, You can appreciate where you are. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Tell us a bit about the beef side. I will hold my hands up. My beef knowledge is dreadful. So you just, you could probably tell me stuff and I'll be like, great. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to buy a bull? (laughs) I'll show you. Mum and Dad's Back to when I lived in Tom and Towel, a farm in the Cape. Uh, dad had a few cross cows, and then uh, mum and dad in '83 bought their first limousines, heifers, and it kind of just built up from there. So when we went to the farm uh, Overton at Tugelke, Aberlour, um, used to be like uh, 20 limbs, 25 crosses. And then when we came here in '95, we kind of phased out, well, basically, just kind of after I left school, we phased out all the commercials. And bred up the pures, and we built the numbers up to eighty-five, and then we could uh, and then we back to fifty, and up to sixty-five or new. And um, yeah, just be enjoying that. That's the bit I enjoy the farm is the pures. Kind it's a very slow thing. The breeding it takes time, it takes years to get your vision to come, and sometimes it just doesn't happen. You've got to start again with a different bloodline. But uh, that's my love is the limbs for me. So basically, their purpose. For us is to breed bulls to then go on and sell to um, people who obviously want to buy a limmy bull to then bond their cows. Yeah. So 
it's the bull job is it's mainly what the the beef yeah. is what we do and then can this last I say last two three years uh, between COVID and being seen on TV um, selling bulls at home get on really well selling bulls at home uh, this last five years especially return customers you sold somebody a bull they've done them a good job they're on the phone have you got another bull um, as much as I like going to the market and selling the bulls there and let people see what I've got uh, I do like a home sale so much easier and especially being as busy as you are and having a family it's nice to have things sold at home the kind of money you're happy with mm-hmm. It's, yeah, well, it, it, there's a sense of comfort to it as well. Yeah, no, yeah. Have, yeah. Um, but it's also you, another another nice thing of it. Sorry, I'm jumping in. Is no, that we've often had people come around and say, you know, can we come and see bulls? And Martin's like, yep, grand. And then they get to see the mum and the granny and the sisters of the bull, yeah. and you know, and the, uh, the stock bull if you have them there at the time and things like that. So. It's almost like uh, a reassurance for the buyer as well. They can come in. It's nice for other people to come. Like yeah. we, we like going around to people's farms and having a snoop and seeing what they're doing differently and things like that. You're just everybody's nosy. So if, if somebody comes in to look for a bull, it's, they tell you they've shown yeah. them everything. All the, the relations and the bulls that are for sale, very much 90% of the time believe they're bull. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. I think to be honest with you, buying a bull at home is the best way to do it if you have the time. I'd love to do it. And you, you go to the market, you get to see the bull on the day. Um, mm. You don't know nothing else about the bull except what we could tell you. If you go to, on farm, you get to see the whole family, the bloodlines, and you get to pick them. And, mm. and you do get good deals at home. I, you can take less at home. There's less expense. Yeah. So I always think you get a good deal at home. And if I'm happy, they're that happy. And, and but if, I do if, like going to the market. Yeah, well, that's so, it. That's it. On the flip Social side, yeah. yeah, you get to see people that you don't see um, <clears throat> for a month on end, and the social side of it's good. Yeah. And, and and it's you always speak about is keeping your finger on the pulse. It's good yeah. to see um, what other people are breeding, what other breeding's doing for other people. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like it's hard. It's hard. I do like a home sale, but we haven't been to the we bulls to the mart as much as normal because we're selling half them at home. Mm-hmm. So if people aren't seeing you, mm-hmm. so it's a vicious circle. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, a, a best of both worlds yeah. deal to try, you know, touch into both. Um, probably because that, that social side, I think, well, not I think, it must have been a massive worry for a lot of, especially single and older people in the industry. That, that yeah. sort of market trip was 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 like their church on the Sunday, you know? That, that uh, really, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. With, with the with the bulls, do you just go on TVVs or anything like that, or? Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't follow ABVs, but yeah. I need to watch them because the buyers do. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't pick a bull on ABVs, but uh, we're quite lucky that most of the bulls I like have decent ABVs that carries on to the bulls or the progeny we've got. But no, I'm not religious in it at all. Um, I use my eye more than anything. Uh, what I really do like in my breeding is the female lines. I really like good female lines. That's, if I was looking at stock wheels or female lines, it's, uh, it's all the mums and the grannies in that line. Why like? Yeah, definitely. No, good, good. No, it's yeah. Some people are into it, some people aren't, and there's 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 yeah. merits to both of them. And and looking behind you, uh, showing is obviously a thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just just the cattle, sheep as well. Everything. Um. Well, we've got, we've, I don't think we mentioned Blue Texas. No, I forgot about them. That's your thing. <laughs> it's our thing. 
it's our thing. Um, <laughs> so obviously, he, he just provides the money and yeah, I pick I'm which ones I like. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so showing again for the beef side. Yeah, we've missed it. We have we've missed it the last two years. And the first year of COVID, that summer was no shows. It was quite, in a way, it was nice. So much free time. We've got things done on the farm. It was nice. Uh, last year, I've missed it heavily. Yeah. Really missed the shows last year. Highland show, the local shows, a lot. So hopefully this year, everything's planned to go as normal. Uh, first stunt will be the Highland show. So the show team's picked out. I've got Heifer picked out. I've got girls lined up. Uh, Mel. I'm hoping. Hoping to get some blue textiles like as well. To, I would Highland. like to. That's like yeah. that's like my goal <laughs> is um, to take something nice there. But so just now, well, it was past when the shows have been on. I think we had was it two years of the blues been out or one? Anyway, we've just started doing um, things with blue textiles. So because um, we just started them in 2018, so obviously getting a minute or two to find your feet. Um, but yeah, so we, we will be out this year with some limousines and hopefully some blue texels. Yeah. So, and it is again like we were saying about the social side. That's what we miss about the shows, like getting the tickets. I don't get me wrong. I probably think that that orange one is a, a, a sixth, but I put it up there because it was <laughs> some of the ones I got first. Got with the blue texels, with other ones, you know, it's great getting a, a first prize or a championship yeah. prize or anything like that. But to be honest, we just like getting out and seeing people. Um, and because it's majority of it's like-minded people or neighbours that we have and we've got a good kind of farming community around us um, that we get along really well with so um, the banter is usually carried on from one show who's going to win this class to the next show well you you won at that show so it's surely my turn and just competitive banter between um, uh, fellow breeders which is which we really enjoy as well so we don't, don't get out much, to be honest. We, we, don't. Yeah, we don't get out much. No. And I think uh, the shows... A holiday. Uh, the holiday, they get us out. It's like a busman's holiday, yeah. is that what you call it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny, only, only us farmers could choose our only holiday to be still with the cows and still with the sheep. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> You're surrounded with like-minded people. Yes. They're all yeah. there to yeah. compete, try and win as much as everybody else. And of course, there's a beer tent not far away, or there's a kiss or something yeah. like that. I'll laugh with, so... Oh no, and uh, I'll be looking out for you this year, try bump into you, and obviously I'll be completely sober. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we we don't take into the island show, so uh, yes, it's just food hall and beer tent, to be honest, and having a look. Oh, lovely. Um, but, well, it is lovely, yes. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and this year is going to be brilliant, isn't it? Like, I mean, we yeah. haven't seen anyone in so long, it's, it's, it's going to be good fun. Um, interesting, we're talking about showing, I'm going to pick a thing from the back of my mind that might not be you at all positive as you guys i remember reading the scottish farmer that when you met mel you said to martin um aberdeen angus would be better than limousine uh, is yeah. that right yes i thought it's, I, 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 the, Very start of, the start of love you know <laughs> that was at the highland show actually that was a highland yeah. show i remember i think there probably could have been quite a few beers uh, consumed by then, so I'd obviously not met Martin at that point. Well, it wouldn't have been blue, would it? Oh, or Smyrna Fines. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would have been a lot younger. And um, when I was speaking about how, like, I had quite a few influential people um, in my life, there's one particular woman who came up to the mixed farm that I grew up on and did a, a lambing with us. 
and kind of took me underneath her wing as well and taught me loads. Um, and she still to this day has pedigree Aberdeen Angus. So um, she would take me to shows every weekend or I'd be up at hers um, in Aberdeenshire for a week or two at a time. So basically I would help show her sheep and then we did some things with Angus's. And then of course, I would have been, must have been down one of the cattle lines. And how did we even bump into each other? I well, can't I just, even think. I think I just saw you in the cattle lines. And I came over to speak to you. And it was basically, <laughs> I like Aubrey and Angus. They're better. So I think it was basically a quick turn. <laughs> so that, that's kind of how that one went. Um, Which is converted now. She can't look at a number and number like twins slightly. Oh. <laughs> we can both appreciate a good animal. Yeah. This is what we what yeah. we have said. <laughs> and and his his male his male twins, do you mind anyway, Mark? Or uh, uh, yes, she, she, yeah, uh, yeah 110% okay, yeah. because he was like he just, I hate sheep. I hate sheep. I hate I hate sheep. Oh, I just I hate uh, sheep. Male sheep through a threatened box. 35 uh, hogs at a dingwall. And um, came back with them, tucked them. them, and then lambed them, and saw the lambs at foot. And then Martin uh, see the profit that was made. Yeah. And I think probably liked the profit more than he yeah. liked the sheep, but knew that he yeah. had to have the sheep to get the profit. So, about 100 the next year. And then it just kind of. It was 200, that was 280, that was 350, then 450. And then... I took on the estate uh, job as well. So, yeah. yes. Yeah, the time we were a year into the sheep, we took on the estate job, which was 550, uh, contract shepherd, and um, did it for three years. And then we kind of realised we'd make more money off 100 sheep at home than looking after 500 for the estate. So we dropped that. And I know it was only four miles away, but that was far enough. Okay, it was a long time running about. I got fed up with that. So we just increased the numbers here. Um, increased up to 450. It was like kind of nearly 10 sheep an acre. It was real pushed. But I think it's... Uh, safe to say that uh, we've both converted each other in some yeah. way or another. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Did, did, did you guys do young farmers? Yes. 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 So, yeah. so basically, um, we would have met at Highland Show. I would have been younger at that point, I think. Yeah. A year later. Yeah, and then about a year or two later. Um, I think you're still younger. Um, yeah. <laughs> so seven years. Between us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just I'm thirty. Yeah, seven years yeah. between us. Yeah. yeah. I'm thirty-seven. That's thirty. Um. And then we met because I was lower space size, and Martin was key, so we're sitting in the same district. Um. So obviously, did quite a few things, you know, separate clubs, but in the same district. And um, then we met at one a young farmers dance where um. I think I was on the door taking money at one or for majority of the evening. So Martin was obviously at the bar where the boys usually stand and was well oiled, shall we say, and came up to me and was like, hey, since when, since when did you get so hot? And I was like, pardon? Excuse me type yeah. of thing. And that's, it just went. From there. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> just and like someone went, who likes Aberdeen Angus can look like this. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my God. Um, there was a lot of banter, so that would have been like show season time as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, they started speaking. They started speaking, and I vividly remember them. We were at Keith. There was Keith. There was Keith. Uh, 
Young Farmers, yeah. um, Young Farmers, Keith dance, and that was before the Keith show. And then, of course, there was like uh, Martin getting one of his pals to dance with one of my best friends, so he could then dance with me and all that sort of courtship. And then um, again, I was at the show with um, uh, one of my best pals, Wendy, and she she was like, "Oh, a sheep had ripped its tag out of its ear on the morning of when when we'd arrived at the showground." She said, "Oh." Go go down and see if you can get some uh, talc from your your uncle because um, my uncle shows cementals as well. So and of course it was like a case of like walking down the cattle lines very early in the morning, feeling slightly hungover, and then walking past at him and all of his pals and being like, "Hi, oh, keep walking." <laughs> there, was a, there was a lot of stuff like that, and it just kind of snowballed from there, basically. So I, we could say that we we have we did meet through young farmers as a lot of. Farming couples, I'm sure, have that oh, story. Yeah. Years ago. Twelve years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twelve years. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Um, the and and quite a famous wedding talked about on the TV. <laughs> uh, now, two point two point eight two point eight million people watched that. That is, I mean, that I mean, uh, royal wedding levels, is it not? Um, <laughs> the, yeah, move over, <laughs> Harry and um, Megan. <laughs> well, I can't remember. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so Google box was six and a half million. What's that? Cost in the gym. Mental, brilliant. Yeah. Well, the, we've been talking about the telly throughout, and and for those of you that somehow don't know Mel and Martin, um, they they sprung to farming fame shall we say, uh, on, on this in this farming life, as a lot of people in Scotland and North England have. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's a great show that, there's a lot of shows out there talking about farming, you know, your country fills your landlords and stuff, but there's not many that really get into the nitty gritty. I think Jeremy Clarkson's farm did a pretty good job, but yeah. with a lot of real people out there, Clarkson himself said at the end, you know, not a lot of people have the Amazon film crew. They have Grand Tour to go to. Mm. Um, it was good to see the real people, and still is, still is, uh, still is going on BBC Two. Um, so check out this farming life on BBC iPlayer uh, if you want to go back to series one and two. You guys were on, you were on the yeah, one and two, yeah. Um, yeah. Their their stories there, and just just on this with one of your bridesmaids, Kaylee. Yes. So Kaylee, the year we won our Aaron show. Kaylee uh, did the article on oh. it for the farm. Uh, oh, so she was reporting for Scottish Farmer at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. There's always a connection. There always is. Again, uh, like Kaylee, I met Kaylee at um, college, so right. Like, um, I was Melissa Kelly, and she was Kaylee Kennedy, obviously, and so like the K's were on the same kind of register, so we were quite often paired, and me and her were basically joined at the hip through college. So I met my bridesmaid at college you know like yeah. that connection's well, obviously you know again like college young farmers like so many folk do and yeah it's it's one of the two main places but could Absolutely. you tell us a bit about being on the telly and and coming sort of semi-famous with it what what filming was involved or how did it come about as well the fact, the fact that you even say like famous or semi-famous always makes me cringe because it's like I don't, I don't know. We're, we're just normal people, yeah. aren't we? Like the, the, I think it started off with the estate was approached by the BBC. It was like, ah, they must have pushed out to yeah. estates and landowners. Um, would you be interested? No, do you know anybody interested in be this programme? And at the time, uh, we had Lamb and Life. That was the previous year. That's so right. we thought we were going to take it over for Lamb and Life. 
And uh, of course, we just started up sheep. as like, oh, no, 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 no. But it's not Lambing Live. It's going to be a new thing. And uh, and I kind of said, nope, 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 nope. And then... Uh, a bit, yeah. yeah, you brought that up. And I was like, yeah. no, I'll just look like an idiot in TV. I'm and not we, doing that. Well, we brought it to the table and spoke to Martin's mum and dad as well, because it's obviously a family-run yeah. farm. It's not just me and Martin. Um, it's them as well. And... No, 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 no. And I said, well, okay, but if you see it on the TV and then think, oh, we could have been part of that, you know, you'd be like, you know, and you kind of mulled it over and your mum and dad were like, well, if you want to, on you go. But it wasn't guaranteed then. So basically it was like, apply or say you're interested, yeah, okay. Oh, can we come out and do a screen test with you? I'm like, oh my God, what is yeah. that? Yes, yeah, so this farm is there for 20. That's right. Uh, we were one of the 20, but around the 20 farm, the farms uh, filmed for a day. So it was our first time in front of the camera. I spoke to us, uh, seems to the livestock. Never thought much more about it. Then mm-hmm. they came back, uh, yeah, we've picked you, you're one of the five. And I said, like, oh, this is real, this is happening. <laughs> Here's a, here's a contract. Here's a contract can, can you sign it? And we're like, oh my God. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, producers came out or whatnot and uh, basically just wanted to see as it is. So we said, right, we will show you the good, the bad, and ugly. And we'd never had nothing. We just showed them everything. And uh, I think that's what made it quite nice. That, it made it real. Yeah, it's so real. I was say, it's it's real. It's what yeah. And and I think sometimes I think because of the bad press that farming gets in general, we maybe I don't want to say guilty because it, you can hardly blame for this, but we as an industry hide the bad and hide mm. the sort of bits you don't want to see. But that's what I really liked about it. Um I think I think that's what um also the general public really loved about it. They they have they had no idea. Some of our families, distant families, were like, we didn't realise that you guys were so busy. And it's like, but do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> and stuff to us that we found normal. Um, like the BBC were like, right, I want um, what you're doing in January, what you're doing in February, everything, write down whatever you're doing. Um, so we were like, calving cows and dozing sheep. Oh, Oh, they're not going to want to see dozen sheep. Well, no, no, no. We want to see everything. So they basically picked kind of most things that they would like to cover with us. And we'd said, oh, this would be really good to see. But the, so basically they filmed with us at least two or three days a week. Some days it could be one, one day a week, other yeah, days yeah, two, yeah, yeah. three, or maybe a full week. Yes, a three weeks. Yeah. Again for three days a week. Two days next week, uh, away for a fortnight, back again. <clears throat> They actually uh, rented a holiday cottage 10 miles away for the whole year yeah. just for the film crew just to stay there, just mm-hmm. as a base. Mm-hmm. In handy for the people that rent that out. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it worked though because likes of that things, um, the, uh, like the jumbo cabin that everybody goes on about, um, if you've not seen it, it's basically a cow that had a really tough time calving and it was a huge calf. But it was like, that was like, I was like, that was gold dust for that. That was eight, nine o'clock at night, yeah. though. And so you were like phoning um, Zoe and um, Alison, being like, look, girls, this cow's cabin. And they were like, right, we're just coming out. We're just going to chuck our stuff in the bags and we're coming out. Um, 
so like they were basically on call for us to phone. Yeah. Like this is happening. Do you want to come and see it? And you know they would never say no. Um, and through throughout that time, filming with us, the film crew um, became our really good pals. Like they were they were great people. Honestly, we couldn't have gotten better. And they had their minds completely blown yeah. by because they'd never been on a farm. <clears throat> they never knew what happened on a farm. We had one that was um, preferred uh, veg- plant, yeah, veg- plant based plant based diet. Yeah, and um, other one was a vegetarian. But the the plant plant based diet one, she, she was like, oh, just, I, I don't want to eat like meat full of antibiotics, and we were like. Yeah. Oh God, and hormones were like, but but it's not. Yeah. So and she was like, oh, I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, mind blowing. Yeah. Okay, she just thought there was antibiotics and in the steroids in, in her beef. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, no, no. She just it's education, she's mm-hmm. and she just came away from that conversation and she thought different of beef yeah, completely. completely. She absolutely she was worried about this uh, antibiotic steroids, it's just not there. But that's just what people and she was from uh, Glasgow. Glasgow. Yeah. yeah. But the, this is, yeah. but that that's the problem. Is it G G N R H growth promoter? Oh, yes, exactly. uh, yeah, yeah. I know um, what you're trying to say. Yeah. Uh, G no, that's something else. G it's it's something like that anyway. Um, yeah. I hope you've kicked your feet up and got comfy and enjoying another fantastic episode of the R two cast with another really interesting guest. I would just like to quickly take another second to plug the sponsors of the show today, the Scottish Farmer. And I would strongly advise you to go out and pick one up this week and see even more of the fantastic people that are in our industry. But things like we're filming this, for those listening uh, that follow often, you know I film this sort of a few months ahead. We're filming this at the end of February and the BBC's panorama regarding the dairy industry oh, just came out. And now that was I didn't awful. Watch, well, I didn't watch it, but I knew it was going to be. And 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 I think I think we all, as a farming collective, we agree that what's shown in these things we all disagree with those things it's the tarring of of the the whole industry yeah. with yeah. that one brush and and that like that hormones literally aren't legal here yeah <laughs> well, i know hormone but, injection you know and we uh, were just we we couldn't believe that she she was thinking that and it was just like oh my god jane no that's not that's just no it doesn't happen here and the fact that we've opened our mind about that is obviously a good thing but all like following on from the filming thing they were great pals with us. We got on so well with them. Oh, they were good fun. They were great fun. And like at lambing time, I I had to do something. I was away with work at one day and it just so happened to be a really, really busy day up at um, the States lambing, yeah. obviously. So I left Martin to it. But um, the kind of day when there's like 50, 60 sheep lambing mm. in one day. It was that day. <clears throat> and the two pump food was uh, Zoe yeah, and Alison. Uh, and I'm sweating. But I'm by myself, she was away at work that day. Uh, and they put the cameras down and they helped me the whole afternoon. And they got a crash course of everything. So I basically lambed and they were taking everything back to the pens. And uh, that was their afternoon. They loved it. But they were driving the tractor, so they were on the quad bike. They were lambing yows. They were lambing yows. They had the uh, hand, hand in the cows. Well, not coughing a cow, but they were feeling yeah. a cow coughing. Uh, they just wanted to learn. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, touched the electric fence, everything. <laughs> they did it. <laughs> And you let them do that, but I sure. Well, <laughs> the story was uh, uh, Alison was on the camera and she put her back against the electric fence. And I seen her twitch and I goes, Did you touch that electric fence? She's like, Was that what that was? Yeah, mains power. Some mains power. Something that laughed into myself. And uh, Mark, who was on sound, 
uh, you could just see him looking at it. I want to touch it. I said, like, you want to touch it? I do want to touch it. I've never touched a electric fence before. <laughs> so go touch it. Anyway, touches it. Nothing. And you and your dad come. And I'm like, yeah. phone and dad. I like fences on public. Full power is a full kick. So doomed to the farmer, went closer, tested it, full power. To go off your shoes, Mark. So he touched it, to go off his shoes and touched it. And he jumped in there and he was squealing. And uh, just things like that. I can just remember stuff like that. It was so funny. Like, <laughs> they were just so keen to learn and try things. Yeah. I think they were quite grateful as much as we were. But they were grateful of being on the farm and getting to do things. So they were just chuffed a bit. And it was nice. And them being on the farm made it easier for filming because we were explaining to them somebody that didn't know nothing about farming, which mm-hmm. made it easier to come across to, yeah. on TV. Yeah. Yes, and I, I had Adam Henson on the podcast and um, talking about that, he was talking about the fact that, you know, I can't even think of the example, you just say something that makes sense to you because you yeah. worked in a farm your whole life and yeah. they're like, no, you can't say that. That yeah. It's a really yeah. weird, th- trying to get that, I don't want the farmers watching to think I'm a fool. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. you know <laughs> which yeah. is part of it like right yeah, I know. yeah. 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 You, had the, you had the thing and trying to get it across to the they were they were, public they were good at explaining that you know it's like can you can you say that but explain it again or but you were you, there was a lot of out, there was a lot of outtakes there was a lot of that I would love to see that outtakes, well, outtakes would be hilarious <laughs> oh well if they're there for a year it's only it's only on for is it six or eight episodes yeah um, and like yeah, they so. filmed so they filmed loads of us i can't emphasise how much like i'm pretty sure what ended, up, of what ended up on the cutting floor could have probably done another series and i'm sure the other families will feel the same yeah. um but yeah so they were keen they were keen to like film big kind of things as well as the little things and of course when we were filling out the form, oh, well, we're getting married, I think that was probably one of the, like, oh, you're getting married. Yes, we're getting married. Do, do you think that we could maybe film that? And we were like, well, if we're going to get a free wedding video out of it, we might as well. So, yeah, on you go, <laughs> type of thing. So, um, but it got to the point, after about a month of filming, you just didn't notice the camera. Yeah. At the start, yes. all you could see was this camera, basically a foot and a half from your face, and try not to look at it was hard. After a month, you just kind of forgot about it. Yeah. And you got to know the camera could have got easy. Yeah, it did. It, yeah. Very, it was very much like, almost like, obviously, people, you know, like, if you point a camera, uh, a video one or a, a normal camera that just takes pictures of people, they're like rigid, you know, and they're like, oh. But like you say, after a month, yeah. we just, it just kind of felt a lot easier. You were just like, yeah. 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 Well, I'm, I'm used to this, you know. Uh, that sounds really big-headed, doesn't it? But we're not. <laughs> it's. It's. I think that's the case, though, isn't it? I mean, you, there's there's parts of this farming life where it's sort of piece of camera, you chatting about whatever. But for the most yeah. part, it's just filming what's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's no, also it's, like it, it became easy. It did, and it's we we are, and everybody asks us, "Did you enjoy it?" And yes, we did enjoy it. It was good fun. It was great crap. Um. And and the reception that we got from farmers, especially that we were worried about and public, like everybody said it was really good. Um, and it's also really nice for us to have to look back on. Um, and, you know, like the kids will be able to watch it. Oh, there's mum and dad and grand and grand on the TV, you know, and 
or again look back at it and think oh my god did we do stuff like that is that how we did things or oh look at how different that yeah. feels changed or look what fear I had it's funny um, just just for those of you listening guys if you haven't just sort of watched as we, as the episodes come out this is number 35 the last one's number 34 it's also with uh, someone from this farm in life uh, Lynn of Lynn and Sandra Limbrick Croft uh, oh, yeah. and then number 31 was Stephen Mitchell the Buffalo Farm so if you want to hear sort of stories of other folk that have been on this farm in life number 31 and 34 and I'm positive there's another one but I can't remember who it is um, <laughs> but the reason I'm saying this is number 34 Lynn from Limbrick Croft that was on talking said you know looking back people ask you enjoy it and they're like yes but I was quite nervous and you yeah. remember sort of being nervous. It was their first ever year farming that they were filmed. Mm. And mm. Uh, she was like, but you watch the film and she's like, we were happy. And it's so nice to have that sort yeah. of documented, yeah. you know, um, so it must be nice. It must be quite cool yeah. to be able to show and the wins and stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> and like, I don't know whether this is more the full us or not, but um some of the the one the newer ones that are on the series now you know they are promoting themselves and it's maybe because farmers are, we as uh industry we need to diversify and do things and we haven't we have just stayed as farming yeah. we're not we're not yeah, we're, we're not we're not promoting to, it yeah. we're not promoting anything saying we're, we're just doing this and it would be great if it may, but maybe it's the more for us that we haven't done anything like that but we are just farming yeah i don't think it's yeah. going to fool you it's just that i mean i mean looking at that from a that perspective uh, mel yourself you've got quite a big following online and i should assume that bring opportunities as well and yeah. you know um that was almost yeah. stumbled that was almost stumbled across kind of and then I think, oh, I should have done it. I should have done it when it was on um, <laughs> on TV and that. But um, it was actually one of my one of my best pals. I was like, oh, you need to do Instagram. Yeah. I thought, oh, I can't be bothered. No. You're just saying we should have milked it more at the time. That sounds terrible. I know, it sounds it? terrible, but we didn't. We just it is what we it just is. sat back and enjoyed it and enjoyed yeah. taking people literally on our farming life. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then, exactly. Which it was. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, I'm going to do that. Go. Me page, and maybe buy a farm. He'll plus poor farmers, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, like, um, like, oh, sorry, on you go. No, no, on you go, on you go, Mel. I was just gonna say, like, the social media thing is almost like I just want to kind of carry on of what we did on this farm in life. So, it was one of my best pals. Like, oh, you should go on to it. Oh, no, no, I can't be bothered. And then I did. And then talk like, oh my God. And I don't have like anything like I am on this farming life. I just write that in a bio, appeared on BBC's This Farming Life type of thing. And then folk were, you know, following and messaging saying, really enjoy what you're doing. And I literally just kind of based on what we did. So I basically show warts and all of what we're doing. Um, it's mostly the kids doing funny stuff as well. Yes, it is. this um, is great. Yeah, yeah. Here's here's Matthew carrying a mouse that he's caught in a mouse trap, or he's wrestled off the dog, and just stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that that kind of thing's just kind of picked up as well. And but it's uh, it's endless. There's so much uh, repeats and reruns. Oh, the, the uh, and of course, it's yeah. this farmer life all over the world. There's people from every corner of the world is messaged us, mm -hmm. sent us letters. Time. 
uh, been sent stuff, mm-hmm. uh, clothing, stuff like that. Uh, Baby clothes, old old ladies knit these beautiful little jumpers. Because obviously, so it was filmed 14, went out 15, and then Erin was born April 16. So um, people had then found out that I was pregnant at the time. Like these little old ladies had knit these beautiful little jumpers for Erin and things like that. And it was just, that was mind boggling. Like, you know, piles, like every day there was letters coming in from folk. And we were just like, oh, how? Hate mail. Hate mail, we've got yeah, hate, hate, mail, yeah. hate mail as well, so. Yeah, but you, you, you say you got hate mail, but it's it, the, the way you tell the fact of all the nice stuff just trumps it, doesn't it? Like that's... Yeah, yeah it is. It, yeah. Was, it was it was what I had, we had one letter out of hundreds that yeah. was a hate mail and that was it. But And the, the dresses were hilarious. It was... Uh, Oh yeah, Martin and Mel, this farmer life, Scotland, and it made it to us. Oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah the letters in the post have yeah. come through. Brilliant. Martin and Mel, this farmer life, Scotland, and we got it. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> a lot of nice stuff. Uh, missed it the last two years because of COVID, but at the time of the shows, uh, mm. young kids. Oh, that was lovely. Boys yeah. and girls at Highland Show want to come and see us, uh, speak to us, can uh, can selfies. We, can we get a photo with you yeah. guys? And we're like, yeah. I've got a lot of time for that, I think, like yeah, that. Yeah, nice. I had um, vividly remember a, a Balmoral show over in Ireland. Martin was judging just after Erin was born, so that was six, 2016. And I, well, I didn't have a, a catalogue, so I was like, all right, we'll go and get a catalogue. Um, and Stephen and Denise came over with us as well, so they were helping with Erin as well. And um, went, excuse me, can I get a catalogue? Oh, yes, yeah, judge's wife, yeah, that's fine. So I was walking back with it to the tent, and there was this wee girl, and I can't even think how old she was, maybe 10, and with maybe a sister or a friend. She came up and she was like, oh, oh, my, oh my God, oh, oh my God, you, you're, you're Mel, you're Mel off the TV. I'm total fangirl in here. And I was just like, um, hi. It was just so surreal. And, I'd, you know, I didn't know what she was like. Oh my God, I just absolutely loved you off the TV. I can't, I can't, I can't. she was just completely beside herself and I was just like I'm just a normal person here hi how are you type of thing are you having a good day and she was just completely beside herself which to us feels like oh my god this is just so weird it was weird and even still now so however many years down the line we go out to Aberdeen or somewhere uh heavily populated there'll be at least one person goes you were the farmers off the TV, right? Yes. And we're like, oh my God, yeah, yes, that, that was us. Now, how are things? You're like, they're like, they're interested to know one, did we enjoy the filming? And two, how are things? And oh, you, oh, you've got kids. Oh, that's great. Like, and it's just, it's constant, isn't it? Yeah. Not as much now, but I can guarantee if we go in a heavily populated, especially town area, there's at least one person. But mm-hmm. it's good to hear it's all positive. Well, absolutely, part, you know, yeah, definitely. Uh, it was it was very well received, and that I think was the best part of it. Yeah, people enjoyed I, it. Lots of letters. These annoying people asking you on podcasts. That's, that's <laughs> this is our first podcast that we've done. So yeah. is it? Yes, you are the first. You are the first. Brilliant title. That <laughs> <laughs> maybe even the last. Who knows? Who knows? Exclusive. Uh, Exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> um, until the next one. Uh, the 
yeah no it's that that that's that is good to hear because you, yeah i always worry if it's going to be these things that there's a lot of bad coming through and stuff like that and you're mm. saying that it's felt very well received it's very well received uh, professionally as well because i believe these are bafta winners um uh, which must have been an experience i also it remember was... reading uh, that you are big tv and film fans so that must have been oh, quite yeah. fun it was um, do, do you know what that was just like again yeah, but we, laughed, we laughed about it surreal when we were filming at the start we did we did jumbo i says that's going to be in google box and the film crew laughed and, it, and then they got a phone was... call it's <laughs> on google box and then at the same kind of time it says um they did the preview and i says doing in glasgow with the farmers who did the previews i slipped the first the episode the, the, the rock party called it and uh, so it was brilliant it just it looked amazing and it says You'll get you'll get buffed for this. This is absolutely brilliant. Uh-huh. Ha ha ha! Like six months later, uh, later we'll be nominated for a BAFTA. We do Mel Goodin and uh, onto the table, and if we win, we'll uh, you go up and receive it. I was like, I think it was like we got invited, didn't we? And yeah. then we went down, and it was basically like um, <laughs> down in Glasgow, and it was a big. Of course, yeah, you're going Rad- yeah, yeah. Radisson Blue Hotel, and yeah, we're nominated. We nominated for that. I'll get my makeup done and look all yeah. nice and swap the wellies for the heels and you have the kilt yeah, the on. Yeah. Um, and the producers were all at the table as well. And we were in the lift and they were like, um, now, if if we do win it, which we don't know if we're going to, Martin, would you um collect it? Would you collect it and do a speech? Now, this is Martin does not Martin does not public speak at all. <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, 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 you'll do that, it'll be great. And he's like, oh, oh my god! Like, <laughs> and then of course, like it was like, okay, so what, what do you say? And it's not like you know we don't know whether we are or we're not. So sat at the tables, and then it's like, and then they go through. It's on a big screen, and the nominees are, and they go through, and it showed. Uh, it was um, who else was there? There was a guy um, David Buchanan. No, it's Gordon. Isn't Gordon it? Buchanan. Who does the wildlife? program uh, he, I'm, I'm from Nile of Arran and his his sister lives there uh, so oh really like yeah. Arran's gem that's not from Arran really? <laughs> yeah. so he was like we were against him as well my mum my mum really likes watching his program so I was just like oh if you see him go and get a selfie with him which we did at some point um, and you know the nominees are and it all comes through and we were like oh my god and then they opened the golden envelope and it was like this far in life and we were just like I'm gonna say it. Holy shit! It was like, <laughs> oh my god! It was just so, so surreal. So, Martin, who doesn't public speak, yeah. got up and spoke in front of all this movie stars. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. It was amazing. Though. It was, it was <laughs> great. It was such a great experience. And of course, like they say at the start, you know, now remember that like there are quite a lot of like famous people there. So please, like, don't bombard them with selfies. And of course, who was there? James McAvoy. And we were like, oh, we were doing the fangirling. And I was like, oh, my God, there's James McAvoy. We absolutely love him. Like, we love watching films and that. So I vividly remember going up to him, uh, like, danced around. And I was like, well, I got up to him. No, I better not. And he's short. He's only about five feet tall. He's tiny. I hear he's this. Tiny. Yeah, yeah. He is. He's absolutely yeah. tiny. But, um. Like, and I thought he was good crap. He was, and then I thought, well, I'm, I'm gonna go up to him, I'm just gonna go up to him and say, like, hey, um, really enjoy your films. Is it okay, like, if I get a selfie? And of course, he was like, ah, oh, well, I'm, I'm quite kind of drunk, and I, I just don't want to have like drunk photos appearing up anywhere. So I was like, oh, right, okay, sorry, fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so we did it, but then the next morning we said hello to me at breakfast. So like that was my day made. Yeah. Weird person just staring at me at breakfast. Wait a <laughs> but, minute. Um, one last night? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I know exactly. How dare he refuse? Well, I want to be the whole night with the bastard trophy. We did try. We, we did, did try and steal it. We did this joke about stealing it, but the uh, the, the producer. producers were like, "No, they were they were really good banter, but they were very very serious. Like, no, no, you cannot take that." So I can't even think on where it is. But we nicked the gold envelope. That yeah, where is that? Um, it's framed somewhere. Yeah, so the envelope, the gold envelope with the, this farmer life. Yes. That came home with us. We pinched that. Yeah, we pinched it well, yeah. uh, We pinched that, so. That was just, well, a, a, again, a surreal, you know, we're like, and you said in your speech, like, we're a lot of farmers from northeast of Scotland and to be standing in front of them. And basically, you know, we thank the BBC, you know, as well as, like, um, oh. all the, mentioned all the farmers, because they were all fantastic in it. Um, but it's the BBC that's done that good part for farming because they've obviously yeah. decided right we want to do a farming program we want to do it like this so oh, yeah yeah absolutely um and then, oh. and then what happened last week with the dairy farmer i don't know it was horrific yeah. um yeah it's, it's i mean i've i haven't watched uh i haven't watched it i didn't watch uh, the one uh what is it it wasn't BBC, Cowspiracy, Seaspiracy. I don't watch any of these things because yeah. we know these bad things happen and we have to stop that, but it yeah. just tars the whole thing. And, and I what, get, sorry, sorry, do you know what annoys me in each industry? There, there are people that do that. In every industry, there are people that are cons, frauds, do bad things. But unfortunately, it seems to be that agriculture gets picked on and hammered every single time and it's like i don't know how you can i don't i just don't know how to get away with it i really really don't and so and it's probably more like we need more of this farming life yeah. this is how it's done yeah. you know we're not all horrible people like i didn't condone anything in that program it was it was awful and i actually found it really you were out at badminton and i found it a really hard watch it was it was really really hard for me to watch and then you go onto social media and the dairy people that I follow and that were just horrendously appalled by it and basically pushed out like if you want to find out what we do follow this page and I would highly recommend for people if 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 you're interested to find out the real things that go on is research it and go and find people that do it and they will be complete mind change I think we we probably you say like you know agriculture is always attacked. I think mm. there's one one reason why that happens and makes sense, and that's the fact that you are dealing with animals. You know, it's not just yeah. a it's not like a looking at economics and stuff like that. It's looking at you're dealing mm. with sentient beings. And the second thing on that point, Mel, is I think I don't know if it gets hit more than other things, and if it does, it makes sense because everyone eats. Um, mm. But where where I think it feels that way is we notice it because it's our thing. You know, Panorama's yeah. on every week, and it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's exploiting bad right. things that are happening. Um, and I, I do wonder if now I'm not saying Panorama on the dairy thing was good. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is I think we notice yeah. it because it's our thing. You know. Um, but yeah, things like that are going to come out. Drama sales, uh, and I think it's it's good to see that the likes of this farm and life and whatnot sells yeah. as well. That the, the non-drama yeah. and 
well, there's drama to it, isn't it? But it's positive drama. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, I think what makes this angry is we'll get tired of the same brush. All exactly. dairy farmers yes. are made to look like cat or whatnot. And there is, we're not, there is bad farmers out there. That's kind of, that's the sorry thing. But most of us are good. But of course, bad news sells. That's why it's on TV. Yeah. You know, but you've you get, got, that's you've why got, it affects us. We're angry because we get tired of the same brush. We're all made to look like that. That's just the angry bit. Yeah, 100%. But I yeah. think the, the good thing is we've got folk like yourselves, the folk that are mm-hmm. in this farming life at the minute. Yeah. I mean, I work with the BBC now as well, that are trying to push that positive narrative and, and get that story out there. And and I think I think agriculture was in, was in a really bad place up until COVID times. And then suddenly it sort of went in a really yeah. positive line and yeah. panorama <laughs> knocked it down to the ground again. But it will yeah. bounce back, I'm quite certain. Um. So yeah, I would say we're in a, we're in a positive place for agriculture, but uh, we could sit and talk about panorama and, yeah, and yeah. Such yeah. all night. You yeah, don't want to do. Yeah. No, we don't. We don't. You're right. Um, <laughs> but it has, less than, uh, social media, social media, Instagram, things like that. It's getting it out there, get a story out there, let people see really what's happening, what things yeah. is like, and where their food comes from, yeah. how it's done. Yeah, it's good. So important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so important. Mm-hmm. And I think. You know, I, I started Rural to Kitchen back in April 2020, so essentially COVID. And uh, <laughs> I was my ex-partner, one of our friends at school, had put up on Facebook, um, oh, just got my son some eggs from the farm just next door. And uh, the wee mm-hmm. boy had said, this wee lad would be five or six, had said, oh, I don't want eggs from a hen, I want them from Aldi, right? And, and that's funny, right? It's, it's cute. <laughs> but when you look into that, like you actually look into yeah. The, the the principle involved in that statement from that kid that I'm like, geez, that's scary. Like that's actually it is, scary. It's um, very, very scary. And I've <clears> actually <throat> just quickly I've <clears throat> this morning said to um where Matthew goes to nursing, it's actually where Eddie went to nursery as well. Hope I'm hoping to have them out at lambing time is to get two groups of kids out, uh, you know, nursery. So they're like what, four or five? Yeah, three, four kind of age, um, and get them out and show them. Look, this is what we do. Look at yeah. this little lamb. It then grows into this, and then get that. And, and that, that's where it starts. It's education. education. Yeah. Go, go back to uh, Jane Houston, uh, the camera crew. Uh, she thought with the story with the antibiotics and steroids. Mm-hmm. That's education. Mm-hmm. That's where it needs to start. We need to, I think this last five years ago, the 20 years before that, there just wasn't enough education. Yeah. Nobody yes. knew where their food was coming from. We need to get that link a lot closer and let people know where their food comes from. And it is good food. And it is. But make it fun as well and relatable yeah. to, to them. And, yeah. Just just while I mentioned the hormones again there, uh, Martin, I remembered what it stands for. Gonadotrophin releasing hormone is the, the <laughs> hormone that they use, they inject in the States just behind the ear. Um, but... Yeah. That, that education, that would be brilliant. I mean, I've been involved in Lamb and Lives. You guys have been on the telly for a whole year. None of yeah. it was live. Now, yeah. not at all taking away from what you guys have taught. <clears throat> See that live process? It is yeah. so scary. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're dealing with something that I'm we can't. all know goes wrong. We all know goes oh, yeah. wrong. <laughs> well, we all know uh, this Lamb and Lives. Oh, no, it's the rotten one. Please pan away, pan away. <laughs> and then well, it's real. Uh-huh. That, that's the thing you know it, it's it's real and that's what I want to do like I keep referring back to the Instagram thing but it's like 
some people on are like this is what we've had look at all this and it's all lovely and it's all great and I go I don't really want to follow you anymore because that's not real and um it sounds like weird but you know people say that they consume content and I I like to watch the ones that are relatable things die and I show things dying like there was uh, one day I'd been out and spoken to a friend and I was like oh you know what we haven't had a dead cow and oh I couldn't I couldn't tell you when and I come home that afternoon and what's lying out in the yard Martin turns around and says oh look Honey's just died. And I was like, you are joking me. So I just whipped out my phone, basically, and went, yeah. oh, we've had a great day today. Mm, dead cow. And, you know, it's it's ju- we just need to be real about it. And the yeah. whole, like, people lambing and say, oh, I didn't have a dead lamb. Well, half the time, I'm like, well, one, you have either not lambed enough yows or um, you're completely lying. <laughs> well, <laughs> because it happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and how... And it- what, why why and it's like farmers always strive to be the better ones or your scanning was such and such percent while mine was about five percent more and it's not about that now I'd like to think that people's attitudes are kind of changing more and folk being like oh you know what my scanning was terrible and someone said you know what so is mine and I found out I had a dud top oh well that was somebody else that had that or we had that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's I, I, I feel like you're saying that intentionally well. Because no, I'm not. Before I'm not. I'm just trying to say. <laughs> or, or here's another one for you. My first blue texel lamb this year and the lamb didn't have a bum hole. And I just yeah. couldn't bloody believe it. I was just like, are you for real? And again, I put it on Instagram and folk were like, oh, I'm so gutted for you. That happened to us last year. Yeah. This happened to us. And it's you know, just like, times, yeah. you know. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's just... It, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and when you're talking about bringing those kids on, the, the Lamb and Live, I say we did, that's not mm. fair. A guy, David Henderson, done, you may or may not have seen their Instagram and Facebook, Kilpatrick Farm. Um, it's, it's one on, on the island. And they basically okay. opened it up. I couldn't have told you how many folks there would have been, but I don't think I'm exaggerating saying 150 um, on the farm. Was that just come to the farm and yeah, see? Yeah, this was pre, yeah. um, pre, pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, and it was great, right? <laughs> My partner and I at the time were in charge of one shed and uh, yeah. Hendo's sister and, and a friend were in charge of another one. And we had 23 lambs in two hours, right? And uh, all went well until the last one was a triplet, okay? And the oh. uh, first one came out, ideal. And the next one, you know how it's just a complete fankle. I could not work yeah. it out. We got the old boy, he came in, uh, he managed to work it out, got the first one out, and then I just jumped in, pulled the last one out, which was dead, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I was like, shit, I didn't know if we went over this. Do we talk about this? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, and, and David's wee girls are terrors, <laughs> for want of a better word. And one of them sort of came round the, set, the shed and said, what about the dead one, Wallace? Right? And ah. <laughs> they were like, oh, here you go. Um, yeah. and, and, and as the kids they were started shouting, lamb killer, which was a nightmare in general. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so you've got these, all these, um, I mean, adults, kids, obviously, because it would be weird to let the kids on the farm on their own. Um, and yeah. everyone's came to this one shed. They're all looking at this. And once the embarrassment got over us, and we were like, well, do you know what? Yes, it is dead. We've had 23, uh, 22 healthy lambs here. This mm-hmm. one bad one. This is the reality of it. And yeah. the, honestly, you're saying show the three and four-year-olds. The adults yeah. had no idea. That was what, what I, w- I was teaching more adults about. Yeah. Uh, one, one said what does lamb meat come from and i'm like oh. a lamb 
you know, and, and that's an adult. That's a, that's a 30, 40 year old, you know. And, yeah, and they've yeah. got that preconception idea that it's a tiny baby lamb rather yeah. than a big. Yeah, for sure. Six yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Did that did that generate um good questions and conversation yes. between yeah. You see, like that I'm all for that. Um I just think it's great. And that's probably where we're lucky with our kids. Like they know that they know life and they know death. Like um like we had a nice little blue text lamp and it just petered out. It it, it didn't last. And Erin, you know, it was one of the cute little ones and she was hell-bent on having it and it was going to be hers. Yeah. Of course, I'm like, oh, God, it's died through the night. So I'm going to tell her. I'm not going to switch it. I'm not. I'm just going to say. For sure, yeah. So, I, you know, I say to her, you know, well, I'm, I'm sorry, Erin, but that, that little lamb died. Oh, did it? I said, yeah, it just wasn't made for this world. And she's like, okay, well, maybe see about another one. So, like, you know, there's yeah. no... They've got that connection with it. They know things live and they know things die, which I find is it's quite it's, it's a good life lesson. Oh, um, yeah. You know, it's and nothing's ever covered with us. <laughs> and another wee story is like we um, when we get have a stock rule, we take semen off them. Um, it's a good insurance policy for us. If anything was to happen to them, we've got semen in the tank. Yes. Or if we end up selling some to people. And of course, I had Erin with me that day and Martin was in control of the bull and we had the guy coming to collect the semen. And of course, we were down, me and Erin were watching it. Questions? Questions. Obviously, yeah. What's happening? I said, well, well he's going to, the bull's going to jump and he's going to put his willy in he, the artificial vagina and we're going to collect the semen. Oh, so we're, we're collecting semen? I said, yeah. And then they obviously go back and tell teachers and things, which is hilarious. But again, she doesn't think anything of it. Yeah. She thinks, what? you know, it's education for her. It's hilarious, though. And the teachers are like, oh, well, that was an interesting story. And, and again, I look back at, like, diaries that I've written as a kid. There's one vivid one my mum will remember also is you used to have a half a jot or you could draw a picture and you'd write half a story underneath. So this was back in the mixed farm and I would have been primary school. And it was like, um, we had a triplet yellow lamb and my dad pulled it out. And then um, her guts came out the back and uh, the yellow then had to be shot. <laughs> and a very graphic drawing I had done of, of this yellow on her back with all these swirly redness out the back end of her and it just makes me think that our kids are definitely going yeah. to be like that <laughs> but but you you gave that example there mail of of um like words like penis vagina and stuff like that have been yeah. weird weirded by society but they shouldn't be completely it's scared of these things that are part of our own bodies as kids because yeah. This word can't be said, which is madness. Um, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't say that. But it's it's factual and it's exactly. life. And you know, she's she has said to me not not that long. You know how, how her baby's made, and I said, well, it's just like a top top and a yo, and that's all I said. <laughs> it's it's important. Like that is, it's yeah. I I think that's so much better than the sort of pretending it's not a thing. Well, all this. Oh, and yeah. a seed gets planted here and then it grows but yeah I suppose that we'll never really have to have that conversation yeah. with them because yeah. they know, because they know about it yeah which is um, which is you're talking about homeschooling this is important yes. what, yeah uh, no brilliant I, mean, I honestly I could sit I could sit and talk here forever and um, but I'm conscious that uh, 
you guys probably want to get to bed. I've, well, I've, I've, I've got a pet lamb to go and feed before I go to bed, so oh. fine. <laughs> you've, you've got that joy. Oh, you've got the Man United score. All right, okay. Is it? Is it? Well, I see. I see Liverpool are winning four 0 That's all that matters. Uh, uh, the, <laughs> I'm United. I'm uh, losing. Oh dear! Oh, I, I'm sure you wouldn't have expected any different. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to lose a podcast at this stage. Just waiting for that turn. <laughs> um, I always finish podcasts with uh, two questions, or two questions that um, always, always, always sort of bring it to a close. Now, the first answer for your one, Martin, might be seeing Manchester United lift the Premiership again, but that's not going to happen. So, uh, the first one is: where, where do you see yourselves in five years? And uh, the second one would be, uh, well, is um, if you had tips for folk coming into farming, what would they be? <clears throat> oh, where do we see ourselves in five, five years? years? It's not a long time scale, if I'm honest. No, with, but it's not. I um, would say that we're probably going to still be where we are. Yeah. In we'll, 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 yeah, we'll still be here. Um, we'll get the sheep numbers back up again. Um, the limbs. I've been working a lot of AI this last two years. Right. Uh, I'm getting on really well with it, so I'm kind of mixing a lot of genetics. I'm pushing for shaping style. Okay, a long time used to go for a lot of size and power. I'm changing everything to shaping style, uh, working with myostatins and different cows to kind of mix things up. Um, so I think whatever we're doing, we're just going to be doing it the same but better. That's more efficient. Yeah, I want to be more efficient than we're doing. Um, that's the plan, really. Same and better, more efficient. Going. Yeah, I like being efficient. That's the my thing. I'm always easy about being efficient. So I'm I'm the same. Obviously not on a farm basis. I'm not on a farm, but yeah, I think just in general. It, it yeah, I just, I just like making that. things better. I can look yeah. at something and say that could be done better and make it better. I like mm-hmm. doing that. I like being really efficient, and making things better. As for the young people getting into the farming, it's hard. But I get asked that question a lot. I get emails. Uh, young people not in farming, wanting to get in farming. And I'll be honest, it is hard. No other advice I can do to them is, if you can, get into farming college. That'll be a start. Uh, let you see if Family, you like of it. course. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and then try and get a job somewhere. And it's hard to get a job in farms, really, because a lot of people have asked us for jobs, but we're not big enough. It's just mm-hmm. a farm with farm. Um, it's just us, which is fine. I like it. But if you get in a job somewhere, and you just get your foot in the door, but I'll be honest, it's hard. Like I said, if you can, go to farming college, SSC, whatnot, and uh, try and get your foot in the door that way. But other than that, it's going to be hard. Yeah. It, <clears throat> I would say it is hard, but equally, there are people out there that want other people to learn. Um, like, so if, if I was say if anybody is out there again um, don't be afraid to ask people for advice don't be afraid to ask people to can I come and help for a busy time even over busy times you know like if you're hell-bent on lambing you know it might not be paid work but it'll be like can I come and lamb can I learn and you know there are a lot of people we don't have enough work here I would love to, th- it's something that I have actually spoken about with your mum and dad as well before, is um, taking, taking people in at lambing time. Um, I don't know everything about sheep. I, I completely don't. Nobody, Nobody does. does. Nobody does. 
Yeah. That's good to hear. Um, <laughs> and we're forever learning. But um, it's something that, that we might think of in, in the future. But get out there, ask, um, don't be afraid to ask. Join young farmers. Like, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. You learn so much. And it's not just about the farming side. You know, that's kind of like their new phase, isn't it? It's, it's not just for people in wellies. And it's not. Um, there's so many opportunities like travel, like some of my really good pals have been out traveling and um, things that that's turned out to permanent jobs for people or again, meet, meeting their husband and wife out there, mm-hmm. um, meet so many folk and the connections that you make are unbelievable, which then can lead on to different things in life. Um, I would just say try 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 and get out there and um, get as much hands-on experience as you can. You can read it all in a book, but it's the hands-on yeah. experience. I think, yeah. But yeah, I would what say, young farmers would be yeah. probably the best place to get into non-farming. To see the kind of like-minded folk, and maybe there could be a, another way you could go for there, a job you could get from it, or some experience you'll get from it to lead into it. And don't be discouraged if things don't go quite your way the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, farming's it's hard it's hard and you know what when you make a mistake it's usually a pretty big one but you soon soon learn from it um and just get out there and just keep going with it really good tips i would say yeah 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 Yeah, it's a good social aspect brilliant social aspect of it actually i mean i it is we tried to start mm-hmm. our young farmers and we did and it, it lasted a few years but i was off the island pretty quick after it and uh but even that was mm. brilliant we knew everyone but still yeah you, you know um you got and, and together those, it was it was yeah yeah good excuses to get out and do different things yes absolutely absolutely and yeah and five the, years time we'll just kind of still be here plodding along yeah. keeping going <clears throat> kids will be at school full-time which will be great <laughs> <laughs> well that that do you know, I love, I love when if, uh, that five-year question folks say pretty much the same but better because it means they enjoy what they're doing. So that's a, a good yeah. thing to hear. Um, that you, you talked about sort of taking someone on for lambing. Um, I don't remember mum and dad not having someone else on the farm. Uh, normally a youngster from nearby. Now we had mm. Katie originally who probably joined when she was about eight <laughs> and was there till about 14 but then Julie now nine till about 16 at this stage and we've now got another one coming in and they make it quite clear at the start look we can't afford to to pay you here um yeah. but we'll we'll feed you and if paid an experience you, yeah 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 exactly and and uh, if if it wasn't just my face and you were seeing the lower part of my body we're fed well uh and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it's uh, it's that sort of thing you sort of become part of the family and, and if you can get one of those jobs or not jobs sorry uh, one of those experiences on yeah. a farm like your own, that's five now, by the way, Martin, um, like uh, somewhere else, you know, that sort of thing. That is brilliant. And if you can manage to find that type of place, um, if, if you're someone that's listening, looking for, for that type of thing, absolutely go for it. I would just say one yeah. thing that I would advise to check out is the NSA lambing list. Now, this is coming out just after this is going to be of any use for this year. Um, but but for for future years, if that's the sort of thing you're into, have a look at that. But but listen, guys, it's been great to chat. Um, we've chatted for about two minutes shy of an hour and a half. It's been brilliant. Yeah. Um, 
really enjoyed it. Uh, and yes, hopefully keep in touch after now as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll see the Highland show. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Buy, buys a pint for, for stealing an hour and a half of your night. Thank <laughs> you very much for having us. Yeah, thank you. Not at all. Been a pleasure. And for those of you listening, um, next week we have Louise Crowley of Instagram fame. Uh, and uh, she's coming on to talk about dairy farming, um, uh, some trespassers that came onto our land during COVID, and uh, sort of carving that lifestyle as as a young farmer in Ireland. Uh, so thank you very much again for listening, and we shall see you next week. Well, that's it. Another R2 cast finished, another agricultural mind opened up, and I would just like to say that Getting these guests on board uh, it does take time uh, and it always has done, but I've now went weekly and with that comes even more time required. And I would just like to finally thank once more the Scottish Farmer for sponsoring the show and making that much more possible. Please be sure to get in touch if you've any ideas of people you'd like to see on the podcast or maybe ideas you have for me presenting better because I definitely do require that. See you in the next one.